Florida Hospital extends its healing mission beyond its hospital doors as it presents this vital information to you. Health Chats by Florida Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. The gallbladder isn't an organ that gets a lot of attention unless it's causing you pain. My guest today is Dr. Joel Bautista. He's a general surgeon with Florida Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bautista. Tell us a little bit about the gallbladder. People don't even know what this organ does. Well, good morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, the gallbladder uh, is considered like a, a bag uh, in the abdominal cavity underneath the liver. It's a connection connected to the bile duct, which connects the liver to the bowels. And uh, what it does is it stores the bile that the liver produces so that when you eat, it squeezes that bile down into the bile ducts and into the bowels. So the digestion of the food, typically fatty foods, uh, is more efficient. So it's basically a storage organ yes, for bile yes, until it yes. needs to be excreted. What can go wrong with the gallbladder? Uh, well, uh, this bile is composed of several components, and one, uh, one of them is cholesterol. And sometimes some of this bile can get very thick and get sludge, which can, be, can become problematic. Sometimes little crystals will form out of this. Uh, they'll precipitate out, as we say, and they'll coalesce, come together, and they form gallstones. Uh, most common type of gallstones are actually cholesterol uh, stones. Now, the uh, sludge and stones by themselves may not cause any problems, and if they're not too problematic. They could probably be monitored, but obviously they, they, they can cause symptoms that uh, may warrant treatment. What would be some of those symptoms? Would people experience severe episodes of pain? What would they experience? Uh, there are classic symptoms, uh, typically uh, sharp uh, abdominal pain in the right upper portion of the abdomen, the area where the liver below the liver would be. Uh, sometimes uh, this pain may radiate to the back, to the shoulder. Uh, typically, this pain is, will be exacerbated or made worse when you eat. Uh, again, remember the gallbladder is stimulated when you eat, so it, it uh, uh, may result in the discomfort or spasm for the gallbladder and the symptoms. Uh, the, the symptoms also may elicit uh, more vague symptoms of nausea, vomiting, uh, maybe loose stools. And in more complicated cases of gallbladder disease, you could have progressing infection that could cause fever, chills, uh, and even uh, jaundice, yellowing of the skin and, and eyes because of uh, possible blockage of the biliary system. Dr. Bautista, are there certain people that are more predisposed to gallbladder disease, excessive alcohol use, or obesity? Are any of these lifestyle-type behaviors something that can contribute to problems? Well, we, we, we learned in, in medical, school, medical school that a, 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 I guess a, a, uh, a group of patients most commonly classically that could develop gallbladder disease, uh, uh, fair, fat, in their 40s, uh, but it obviously can occur in, in a lot of other people. Uh, in this area in Florida, we uh, often see it in the, the Hispanic population. Uh, people with uh, blood disorders uh, like a sickle cell, May, may have gallstones and not necessarily from cholesterol stones, but from the breakdown of their hemoglobin. Uh, that, and those stones are typically darker as well, too. How do you know if something's going wrong? If someone experiences some of those symptoms, do they rush themselves off to the emergency room? What do you do there? Uh, it depends on the intensity of the symptoms. Uh, more often than not, the people will have some discomfort. They'll have recurrent episodes. They'll progress. 
and at some point, depending on their threshold, uh, they may seek medical attention. Uh, and that's the typical uh, pattern that we will see. Sometimes the pain can become so intense that uh, you're not able to wait to make it to your appointment to your primary care physician. You may go to the emergency room. Uh, but obviously, if you're having those symptoms in addition to having you know, fevers and the jaundice, then uh, that would, might, would probably require more urgent evaluation to the emergency department for sure. Can the gallbladder get cancer? Yes. Uh, it's not a common uh, uh, cancer, uh, but when it does occur, it can be very, potentially very aggressive. Uh, part of the reason for that is uh, uh, we often don't find these cancers until much later because uh, we don't typically identify symptoms related to gallbladder cancer until they're much larger and they're causing other problems, maybe to the bile duct or surrounding structures. Uh, Sometimes uh, when people are evaluated with imaging, CAT scan, or ultrasound, uh, it's not uncommon to find polyps in the gallbladder, and the patient may not have any symptoms. Uh, if the polyps uh, typically less than uh, 5 to 10 millimeters or about a quarter inch, those can be uh, usually monitored and followed, especially if they're not having any other symptoms or significant risk factors. Uh, larger than 10 millimeters size, uh, which is about of a third of an inch, then then that's the time you m- might want to consider having something done about it at that point uh, before you know it becomes more problematic. So, what are some treatments for gallbladder diseases or some of these things we've been discussing? Is it always to remove the gallbladder, or are there other interventions? Uh, well, uh, there's always options. Uh, obviously, doing nothing is an option, but depending on their symptoms and their actual pathology, what's causing the problems, uh, that might not be reasonable. Uh, usually the most common thing is an operation to remove the gallbladder. Uh, there are some situations where uh, most commonly when patients aren't going to be able to tolerate the operation and the anesthesia associated with it, uh, like an, an older patient with significant heart disease, sometimes we may do uh, a, a dissolution therapy or medication that will help to dissolve the stones, but they have to be a certain type of stone, and sometimes you're taking medicines for an extended period of time as you can continue to have problems, and, and even if the medicine works, the gallbladder is still there, and it shows that it can make uh, more stones in the future. So uh, typically the, most, the best uh, option uh, if you have problematic gallbladder disease is an operation, and uh, this is done laparoscopically or minimally invasive, as we say, which is the most common technique, and it is the standard of doing it surgically that way with the understanding that we may have to convert to an open operation if there are uh, any issues. What would you like listeners to know about lifestyle behaviors and dietary adjustments that they might have to make if they've had gallbladder surgery or if they're at risk for gallbladder issues? Well, if if they do have uh, problematic gallbladder disease and they want to try to manage it conservatively, uh, the best with regards to diet is maintaining a low-fat diet diet. Uh, again, it's the fat and the greasy foods are the ones that are most likely going to release the hormone that stimulates the gallbladder to contract. Uh, so if you can minimize that. Uh, after an operation for a gallbladder, uh, called a cholecystectomy, uh, typically patients won't have any significant restrictions with their diet. And after they're healed from that operation, there's really no restriction with their activity as well. Uh, there is uh, a, a small percentage of people will have chronic loose stools from not having their gallbladder, but uh, that's probably less than 2 to 3% of people. 
Some people have, have heard in the media about gallbladder cleanses. Is there anything to this? Uh, I've, I've had people approach me to that, and uh, I, I really don't feel comfortable to say that I, w- I would advocate that. Uh, I think uh, uh, it, it depends on, uh, you know, I think it's the best maintaining a, 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 a good, healthful diet, uh, exercise, Everything that you would do maintaining your body's health and fitness uh, for the gallbladder, you would do maybe for your colon, for your heart, and all those things. And I think uh, maintaining a healthy lifestyle is the best option. So in just the last few minutes, Dr. Bautista, it's such great information. Give us your best advice about maybe when to call your doctor for symptoms you're not sure of, to keep a healthy gallbladder, and why they should come to Florida Hospital for their care. Uh, well... Uh, if you should have any symptoms that that, I, that, uh, that I've mentioned, uh, I think the first step is going to see your primary care uh, or physician or internist or family practitioner, and they can help uh, navigate and, and try to discern what kind of problems are there. And then based on that, uh, then they may uh, order additional evaluation, typically with lab work or some type of imaging, usually an ultrasound. Sometimes they do a nuclear uh, scan study. And, uh, and if that does confirm gallbladder disease, then the next step may be a referral to a, a surgeon uh, to discuss that. Uh, sometimes with complicated cases, you may require a gastroenterologist to help clear the bile duct of any complicated stones. Uh, with the need for all these, potential need for all these subspecialties, uh, 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 the uh, Florida Hospital Healthcare Partners is uh, always a, a reasonable and good choice because we provide all those specialties. Uh, uh, to, uh, to be able to care for the, the, the whole patient. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Health Chat by Florida Hospital. For more information, you can go to fhsurgery.com. That's fhsurgery.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.